This is To The Max Podcast, sponsored by Ignite. To The Max is designed for those of you who desire to become a higher expression of yourself. You will learn, laugh, and listen to information that will stretch you from center to circumference. I am your host, Dario Melton. Everything in creation has been designed to grow to its fullest potential. God is in the business of maximizing. You are the highest expression of his creation. It's time for you to go to the max. There is greatness inside of you. To walk with God is to walk with the maximizer. Every step on the journey, the maximizer is making you greater and stronger. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can imagine according to the power that is at work in you. God is in the business of taking you to the max. It is a great day to be alive because you have another opportunity to take life to the max. Welcome to our next episode, our latest episode, where today's topic will be the flip side of fear. That a coin only has two sides. It has a heads or you can flip it and get tails. And life is, there are only two sides. You either have faith or you have fear. And when you attempt to live life in between faith and fear, you actually are living a nightmare. Uh, a nightmare that it seems like you can't wake up from because there's no such thing as middle ground. In life, you get to choose which of the two you are going to live. You're either going to live in faith or you're going to live in fear. But I want you to remember always the choice is yours. Regardless of, of what others say, you always have the choice on what type of life you're going to live. If you're going to live on the on the faith side of the coin or the flip side or, or, the, or the fear side of the coin. Because fear and faith have something in common. They both have something in common. They both ask us to believe in something that we cannot see. So you're either being led by your faith or you're being led by your fear. Because both of them are asking you for something that you cannot see. And there are only two primary forces inside of this world some say it's good and evil but it's faith and fear that fear can move you to destructiveness it can move you to sickness it can move you to failure and faith on the other end can lead you to productivity it can lead you to a more more vibrant lifestyle and it can lead you to success again the choice is yours you're going to live in fear or you're going to live, live in, in faith. Now, now, faith is to believe what you do not see. And the reward of that faith is receiving that which you already believe. And both of these factors, faith and fear, they're both requiring and demanding of us to believe in something that we cannot see and and so often people get tied up and saying they're people of faith but just as their faith lead them their fear can lead them as well and so fear is what is considered to be a self-imposed prison that we keep or that you keep uh or that keeps or hinders you from becoming what God has intended for you to become and that when you move against fear, 
you are actually operating in faith. And what you have to understand is that faith and fear cannot coexist at the same time. Because you feel fear. You can't feel faith. You can feel fear. But faith is not a feeling. Fear is a feeling. You can feel fear. But to choose faith is a spiritual matter. Fear is chosen based off what you can feel. And so when we look at fear, the flip side of fear, that fear, both fear and faith, uh, they, they can't stay in the same room. Because they both keep on asking us to believe in something we cannot see. So then the impact of fear is that when people are afraid, they become disoriented when you're afraid. You are quickly to accept whatever sounds like it's safe. Or you, you're quickly to gravitate towards that, which is considered a place of safety. Because when you are feeling fear, it is important to take a deep breath and regain your footing. You don't. You shouldn't rush things. You sh you should actually pull it over to the side of the road and regather yourself. And it's best to pull it over and regather than to attempt to continue to drive while you are disoriented. And there's a lot of people who are driving through life that's disoriented because of fear. And the reason people get DUIs is not because they can't drive. It's not that you can't drive the reason why you get a DUI. You get a DUI because you can't drive right or correctly under the influence of a substance. A substance that has you disoriented um, and it has disoriented your capacity to see things correctly and to see things right. And that's what fear does to us. It disorients us from seeing things clearly and seeing stuff appropriately and seeing stuff in its proper space proper perspective so those of of, of 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 us who have a substance abuse problem which is caused which or which is called fear shouldn't get any vehicle unless you have a designated driver if you are struggling from this substance abuse problem which is known as fear you should not drive a vehicle you need a designated driver someone who is oriented and someone who is focused um, the bible tells us um, that we have to be sober and you have to be vigilant because your adversary the devil goes around looking for an opportunity to get you drunk and to give you a mickey that the enemy is always trying to get you drunk and trying to give you something uh, that will cause you to be disoriented because when you are disoriented, you live life inside of a storm. And there's a lot of us who have storms that are going on on the inside because we are disoriented. We fear what the outcome is going to be. We fear what's going to become of the situation. And we are living in this state of disorientation because of what the enemy has slipped into our spiritual cup and that is fear because he's an adversary and he goes around looking for an opportunity to get us to operate out of fear and so nor for example a man of faith 
He was a man of faith who was able to steer an ark through the worst weather storm or worst weather disaster in human history. And although he was able to, to steer this ark for the saving of his family, Noah steps off of the ark and the enemy is right there waiting for him to get him drunk off of his fear. He gets him drunk and when he's drunk, he destroys his family. And when you operate out of fear, you get disoriented. And you are likable or likely to destroy those who are close to you. Um, because when Noah begins to drink, because he wants things to go back to normal. He wants you to go back to normal. And when you go through a storm, things are never the same. There's no such thing as normalcy once you go through a storm. Noah steps off of the, off of the ark. What things look like before the storm, they no longer look the same. There's, there's death in the air. There's stench in the air. There's destruction all around him. And to deal with the destruction around him, Noah begins to drink. He begins to drink because of the moment, the crisis. After he's weathered the storm, the enemy slips him a mickey and he begins to drink because he wants to go back to normal. He steps off of the ark and everything is new. God had created a new world. And oftentimes when, when you are experiencing fear, it's because your world need to be made new again. That it need to be made new again rather than going back to normal. Trying to get back to normal leads to disorientation. And while you try to pick up the pieces, things seem just not to fit anymore because the sense of normalcy it was normal for you when you were six years old five six years old to be in the first grade and to sit down at that small desk it was normal but now that you are grown and that you are older it is abnormal for you to try to go back to what was normal at that time it was normal when you were at that stage but now that you are growing you can't reach back to go back to what was once normal. That normalcy is based off placing and timing. That at that time it was normal. And so to go back to how it was in first grade is apparently something now that you are mature and growing, something that you have become afraid of, that you want to go back and get into a fetal position because there you felt safe. Anytime you go through a storm, you can never expect things to go back to normal or you can't go back to a sense of normalcy. There will always be another change, a new growth. You either grow out of the, the crisis huh, or you get worse. There's no such thing as going back to normalcy. And so oftentimes when we are experiencing this fear, it's because our world has been scattered. It has been shaken and we don't know what normalcy feel like again. And things just don't fit the same way as they used to do. That you don't get the same response. That you don't, you're not getting the same feeling and emotions. And things just seem to be out of order. And oftentimes, it's because we're trying to get back to normalcy. So if you, if you, if you are asked to do a sobriety test, 
You won't, you won't pass the sobriety test because you are disoriented. You're drunk on fear. It, it, it isn't that you cannot walk. It, it, it's not that you, you, don't, you forgot how to walk, but, but you have diff, difficulty with basic functioning of walking. That no one is questioning your walk. No one is asking you whether you are saved, whether you believe in God. No one is asking that. Um, see, what they see is that you are under the influence of some illegal substance, and that substance is fear. That fear is an illegal substance, for you were not created to live in fear. You were created to live in faith, for the just shall live by faith. So you are not able to put one. It's not that you are not able to put one foot in front of the other. What the issue is when you are drunk on fear, you cannot walk without stumbling, without falling or without wobbling. When you are drunk on fear because of things are not normalcy, you may try to hide it as faith. But in reality, it's fear that you're operating out. Uh, watch this. Um, when you are disoriented, you have the tendency to fight people. You have the tendency to fight people because you are easily agitated. And you are, and because you are easily agitated, you become frustrated because people keep telling you over and over again, you need to sober up. But you think you, you still can drive the car. You think you still can move forward and progress, huh? and, and, and you're right. But you can't do it while you are disoriented. You can't do it while you're under the influence of fear. You, because you become unable to, to pay attention, and because you're unable to think with a higher level of clarity, you put everybody else at risk everybody who's around you everybody who cares for you they're now at risk because now you are drunk with fear that you are enumerated with fear not because you don't love them but you can't see right and everyone around you will become a threat that you don't see them the same way that you look at them as they are threatening you that they're trying to do something to you or they're trying to 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 impact you in some negative way why because you are disoriented and you can't see with clarity when you are drunk with fear and and, and one thing you would notice when you're drunk with fear that your speech change that you don't talk the same way that you talk. It's always negative or it's always pessimism or 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 because when, when someone is drunk with fear, that their speech changes. And when and when it seems like everyone else is wrong, you may need to reconsider and gather yourself. Because when your speech is always one of agitation, speak is always of, 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 of putting other people down. Speech is always trying to put pressure on people. Maybe you need to sit back and regather yourself uh, because your disorientation will lead to paralyzation. Because when you're paralyzed, it means you're stuck in the same place and you become frustrated. Frustrated, and all of this has been stemmed by fear. That fear has now led you to disorientation. It led you to be paralyzed, and now being paralyzed has led you to stagnation. And when you are stagnant, you begin to attack those who are moving. You begin to attack those who are moving um, because if you're sitting at the traffic light, 
the traffic light of life. And cars seem to, to be speeding and passing by you. It's because fear has caused you or has gripped you not to see that the light is still green for you. That it's not over, that it's still green for you, that your vision is blurred, causing you to go to, to, to be out of touch with what is actually happening around you. So you begin to accuse other people of speeding and driving reckless. When in fact, it's you who have failed to see the light is green, but you can't move because you are your your reaction time is reduced. It's not that they're speeding, it's not that they're reckless, but life seems to be moving past you because you're disoriented, because you are operating out of fear. Because fear only exists because you feel that you are some kind of way you should be in control of what's going on around you. But on the other side of fear, there's this thing that's called faith. Because fear leads us to disorientation, it leads us to, to, to stagnation, and it leads us to idolization. What do you mean idolization? You begin to worship yourself, and you begin to think that no one else could be right, that you're the only one who is right, and that everyone has to believe what your opinion is, that they are not entitled to believe what they want to believe. And so you start idolizing yourself. All of this is stemming from fear. Now, fear, I can't drive right. I can't talk right. And then I start seeing people differently because I'm not seeing with clarity. And all of this has, left, has led to idolization because now I'm trusting me more than I'm trusting anything else. That I believe that I'm my own truth. When it comes to being drunk with fear, see, fear is not always someone saying they're scared, scared in the sense they're running from a, a nightmare um, as one will run from a nightmare inside of a movie. But fear displays itself in different symptoms when um, you become very aggressive towards other people trying to rain on their parade um, because they don't believe the way that you believe. Or you become very offensive because you feel like everyone is against you. Fear has the tendency to exemplify itself in different symptoms. And so it's left you disoriented. It's left you paralyzed. And it's led you to self-idolizing. That you, um, idolization, that you are idolizing yourself. And so fear, this fear only exists because you feel that you are not in control. But on the other side of fear, you will find your faith. Once you decide to give up the need to be in control. And when you decide to take a deep leap in faith, that fear that you've been trying to drive with will literally vanish from your your presence. When you take that leap of faith, because faith lets you know. You are not in control. That's what faith says. Faith says I'm not in control. It may be a storm around me, but it isn't a storm inside of me. So, so we drive not with fear, but we drive with caution when we are living by faith. Because when you are walking by faith, it's like dancing. That you're, you're in the dance of faith. That when you take a step, God take a step. God said, you draw nigh to me, I draw nigh to you. It's a dance that's going on when you're living on the other side of fear. And sometimes that dance may cause you to take a step back, not out of fear, but out of caution. Because when you're walking by faith, you can't see the end. 
You just know what the outcome would be before it gets there. And so faith leads us to orientation. We're not disoriented when we walk in our faith. We, are, we, are, we, are, we, we see with clarity. We see with clarity and faith lets us know we're not in control and, and we're able to see with clarity because our focus is not on us. It's not on the circumstances. Our focus is on a higher power. To have faith is to release the outcome and trust the object of your faith. That's simple. To, 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 to release the outcome and to trust the object of your faith. So we move from orientation uh, faith then leads us to action. James says it this way. James says, show me your faith. Um, he said, if someone says they have faith and, but does not have works, can his faith save him? Because faith by itself, it does not have works. It's dead. James went on to tell us, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. He said, you believe that there is one God. You're doing well. But even the demons believe that. Um, so it's more than just believing. It's action that we have to act if we're going to live on the flip side of faith. Because when we are not acting, one of the symptoms of fear is stagnation. So we can't procrastinate. We have to make sure that we're operating out of our faith. And being a person of action does not mean everyone will agree with you. Please understand that. Be on the lookout for those who will try to discourage you when you are building something new. Those who will speak against, against it only is being used as a tool of fear. And they are attempting to drive you back to the other side of the coin on the flip side of fear. And, and remember, faith and fear is a choice. And you have decided to choose faith instead of living in fear. Never Get upset with people who decide to live in fear and you are living in faith. You've chosen to live in faith. You have a choice and they have a choice. So you're going from orientation to action and faith comes, finally comes you and leads you to realization. Realization where faith reminds you that all things work together for good. So that so then through the storm, you remain optimistic because you can relax and give God all your stress, all your fears and all your uncertainty, because uh, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Listen, don't live in other people's fear. It doesn't belong to you. So you don't have to accept it. Your God wants you to use your faith because faith and fear cannot mix together. You have to decide that you are going to live life on the other side of fear. Thank you for joining me today where we discuss the other side or the flip side of fear. Fear leads you to disorientation disorientation leads you to stagnation stagnation leads you to idolization that's when you operating off of fear but when you're operating off of faith you go from orientation to action and to realization that all things are working together for your good go out there today have a great day make this day the best days take life to the max you were created to go 
to the max. Thank you for listening to the max podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Ignite. Be sure to visit ignite.club. That's I-G-N-Y-T-E dot C-L-U-B to join the conversation and access additional content that will take you to the max.